With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike. My name is Michael Beck, your host and deputy editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Coming at you this week, breaking down why I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the NFL as of this current moment. One of the main reasons why I wanted to bring you this podcast and this specific topic is because the amount of slander that has been thrown in the direction of the Pittsburgh Steelers even though they are a perfect 10 and 0 on the year when you search any corner of the internet it could be a Steelers post it could be a post from the NFL ESPN Sportsnet heck even behind the steel curtain.com you can find fans of other teams trying to say why the Pittsburgh Steelers are overrated or are the worst 10 and 0 team in the history of the NFL and I find that absolutely ridiculous. It, it, it's one of those conversations that just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Like when you really get to the root of it, does it make any sense to you out there? How could this team be the worst 10 and 0 team ever or a team that hasn't played anyone or a team that's overrated? It doesn't make any sense, but yet week in week out, regardless who the Steelers beat, that's what they get labeled with. Oh, they won because the refs. Oh, they won because they had COVID players out. Oh, they barely beat a crummy team. Oh, this, so oh, that, excuse, excuse, excuse. I like to point the finger towards jealousy. But to be honest with you, I feel like these people are coming to these uh, to these kind of definitive ends about the Steelers being whatever they are saying. Because... 
they don't really understand this team or watch them play. It doesn't make any sense to say the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers, aren't one of the best teams in football right now. Sure, they haven't played the Chiefs. But really, when you look at the landscape of the NFL, outside for a couple teams in the NFC, and of course, you only play one division in the NFC every year, how many truly great teams are there? The Chiefs haven't had a great schedule. When you look over at the NFC side, you can see the uh, Green Bay Packers struggling against some teams. You can see the New Orleans Saints struggling against teams. Who else really is a good team in the NFL this year? This is one argument that you, you, I, I think you can uh, counter counter the hate with because how many teams are truly great right now? There's a huge clump of teams, just average teams across the NFL, right around that 6-4, and 5-5, and 4-6 and six record mark. It, it's a majority of the teams. And, like, historically, that's kind of what you would basically expect. And a few teams at the top that are outliers and a few teams at the bottom that are also outliers in the other direction. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 10-0. and 0, And don't get me wrong, this is something that rarely happens in the NFL. I believe it's only been 18 times since the merger. Uh, well, since the Super Bowl era, really. And how many years has that been? What, 55? So... About a quarter of the time does a team start 10-0. and 0? And there's a stat that I saw uh, from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, actually. It was 62.5% of teams that start 10-0 and 0 end up playing in the Super Bowl. Of those teams, 6 out of the 10 won the whole darn thing. And bringing it back to all these fans trying to come up with some random excuses as to why the Steelers aren't good... They're playing the Baltimore Ravens Thursday night, and I know exactly what the narrative is going to be if the Steelers win. And I know what the narrative is going to be if they lose. For starters, if they win the game, oh, the Baltimore Ravens had three players out because of coronavirus. Coronavirus won this game, not the Steelers. That's what people are legitimately going to say. No matter how hard you're rolling your eyes at that statement, that's what people are going to say around the NFL. Say if the Steelers are to lose the game, well, then they lost to an inferior opponent because the Baltimore Ravens had three people out because of coronavirus. And it's one of those things that have kind of rolled on throughout the season. So many people want to point at that Dallas Cowboys game that the Steelers came out flat for, but still won. Is the end of a three-game brutal road trip against the Titans, the Ravens, and then going to Dallas three weeks in a row on the road, battling corona, obviously. This whole season's been thrown out of whack. Going on the road getting smacked in the mouth a little bit. I think that's something to be expected. It's still the NFL. These guys are professionals. And to come out and say, oh, well, you know what? They they, they barely beat the Cowboys. Therefore, they are not good. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs because they barely beat the Cowboys. I think that is a ridiculous statement. Right now, if the Steelers are able to stay on the path that they're currently on and end up with that number one seed, they get a bye, and then they end up playing whoever the lowest seed remaining in the playoffs is. The Steelers really shouldn't have a problem making it to the AFC Championship game. And, and really, I think that's going to be the, the yard mark of this season. If the Steelers are able to hold on throughout this whole year and maintain that number one seed, really, in whatever universe it boils down to, I, I feel like the Steelers are going to win that divisional round. And then it's going to be... It, it, it just seems destined at this point in the year that we're going to get a clash of the Titans, not the Titans, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Kansas City Chiefs, which would be a clash of the Titans, but not the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I don't see them in that game, but the Steelers, 
versus the Kansas City Chiefs, a game that likely would be at home for the Steelers. You already know what the narrative is going to be. The, the the Chiefs are going to be the favorite. They got the young gun quarterback. They put up all these points. They do all these wonderful things. That they just win games. Oh, they had such a great, harder schedule. And then you look at the Chiefs' schedule, and they basically played the same teams the Steelers have had. It really is one of those ridiculous things to say. Sure, they had to play a much more challenging uh, NFC division. Sure, they got to play the Bucks and the Saints. Yeah, that's that's going to be a lot harder than playing the NFC East. Don't get me wrong. But that's only a portion of the season, and that barely equates to, to much when it comes to that, uh, that total... Um, playoff ranking chart really when you look at this thing as a whole it's a super similar schedule and you know when you compare the two teams sure you can quite easily say yeah they got the best player in football there in Patrick Mahomes sure 100% when you compare the two receiving cores uh, do you look at them and say oh clearly the Chiefs are better I don't when I look at them I'm like those are pretty similar like the big X factor here is Travis Kelsey who seems uncoverable really and like, if I'm being fair, he's he's probably a top five player in the NFL this year, if not the last three, four years. He Travis Kelsey is absolutely outstanding, and that's going to be the big challenge for the Steelers. But that's a conversation for an, another day. We keep comparing these rosters. You look at the offensive line, and Chiefs don't really have a very very good offensive line. They have a serviceable one. Don't get me wrong. I, I still think I'm taking when you break down the whole matchup. I, th- I still think I'm leaning towards the Steelers in most. Of those matchups, sure, sure. When you look at running back, I, I think that's fairly decisively. You take the Chiefs guys. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a beast of, of a rookie. Le'Veon Bell as a backup is he is what he is. Damian Williams, like I mean, you look at it. Sure, they got some better running backs, but they're not really a team that's equipped to run the ball that much. They're built to to take the top off the t- off of the opposition with their speedy wide receivers, and then give Travis Kelsey one on ones underneath and just let him eat. And that's what they do. And it's really hard for teams to stop that because they have multiple four two guys at their receiving position. Stopping both of them is going to prove to be a difficult task for most teams. But when you look at it. I don't like Sammy Watkins. Who, who would you rather have, Sammy Watkins or Chase Claypool? Juju Smith-Schuster, Tyreek Hill. I, I'm sure, you, I think most people would take Tyreek Hill in that matchup. But when you keep going going down it, Deontay Johnson or McCole Hardman. Sure, Hardman's got he can blow the the doors off some guys, but. Man, Deontay Johnson's been a stud the past couple weeks for the Steelers, and yet teams are still looking at this offense saying it's not a serviceable offense. And when you compare it to the Kansas City Chiefs, who everyone's so high on, when you, when you really look at it, it's like, wow, I, I feel like I'm taking Steelers in, mo- in most of these matchups. And then when you look at the defensive side, it's not even close. You're almost taking the entire Steelers defense over the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think I'm far off saying... I think the Steelers have the best roster in the NFL. Sure, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers might have that crazy, those crazy big names, but there's a lot of age there. There's a lot of age and injury-prone guys there. And I am not buying into what the Buccaneers are selling yet. Really, look look at these rosters. The only really old guys the Steelers are featuring is Ben Roethlisberger, who's playing the most efficient season of his career. It's something that we said week in, week out, he has been outstanding. Ben Roethlisberger is doing everything he needs to do. Sure, he's forced a couple passes. Yeah, he's done that. He's still the old gunslinging Ben, though. What do you expect? He, he drops in balls that shouldn't be caught, yet are. If he gets dialed in with Chase Claypool, that is going to be an absolutely unstoppable 
connection. Chase is already putting up some outstanding numbers this year. And when you look at this receiving core as a whole, those top five, those five guys that we've been talking about, the core four receivers and Eric Ebron, that ball's been pretty evenly distributed. Sure, James Washington's taking a step back the last couple weeks, but still, guys are still basically getting the same amount of touches, the same amount of targets. Just look at the top three, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. They're all between 535 and 559 yards. Damn near the same. Sure, Chase Claypool has some more touchdowns, but he's more of that kind of red zone type body. He's that big guy that he's, when you look at the numbers, he's one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy on the receiving core. That's, That's based on 40 times at the combine, but still... He's just kind of built more for the red zone, so I, I don't really factor in the touchdowns being that that insane when you consider Juju still has five, Deontay's got four, Eric Ebron is four, James Washington is three. <laughs> when you look at it, the ball's being so evenly distributed that it, it's hard to even say, like, oh, this receiving, oh, the Steelers didn't have a thousand yard receiver. Well, they had five guys that could have, if they're on any other offense in the league, they might be the number one target and could have been a thousand yard guy, but. The Steelers have so much talent at receiver. Ben Roethlisberger can just throw to whoever he wants. And they're getting some totally solid plays. And then when you look at the running back core, sure, the Steelers have struggled as of late. But the unit as a whole, when you combine every single runner, quarterback, running back, receiver, you name it, guys that have rushed the ball, they're already over 1,000 yards rushing on the air. Total. The whole unit. And the Steelers really have turned away from the run in recent weeks. James Conner's leading the pack with 645 yards. Benny Snell's nearly at 200. Anthony McFarland's missed time. He has 67 yards, and he gets a, a touch or two every single week, and it always seems like he's so close to breaking it. Like, you keep going down the list. It's like, wow, these guys are really starting to, to do, like, move the ball, like, regardless of them not really establishing the run. They're almost well. When you look at it, they are averaging over 100 yards rushing a game still. Even though the last three weeks, not including that Jacksonville game, we're averaging 46. They're still moving the ball on the ground, and it seems like that's the the biggest thing people are worried about this offense. Oh, they can't run the ball. They can't establish the run. Oh, the Steelers, they're not doing nothing. <laughs> when you break down the stats, no, they are doing something. And eat, like, there's so many weapons. The Steelers can bring five guys out on the field and just say, all right, who's your fifth best corner? That's who we're going to attack. Oh, okay, drop your safeties down. Can, can that guy keep up with Chase Claypool? Oh, you, you put your safeties in, in the box. Now we got one-on-ones. Okay, well, we're going to get Deontay and Chase to run just straight up the sideline. You you better be blanket coverage on them, or we're hitting uh, Juju or Eric Ebron running crossers in the middle of the field short yardage that we know you're not going to be able to stop all of that. And then the Steelers did something that I, I was really hoping they would this week, and that's by... Uh, going five wide receiver, going hurry up, and then they had a receiver in the backfield. I think that's going to be something that's deadly for this team moving forward. The Steelers haven't been too overly complex. They haven't showed any trick plays. They haven't dove into the bag of tricks yet, and that's something that excites me to no end because when they play the Kansas City Chiefs and can really pull some stuff out, I, I think that they'll have something cooking because they haven't been had no need to run it all year long, and then w- when they do need one of those kind of crazy plays, I think I think they'd be able to pull it out. And then when you look at the Steelers' defense completely transitioning here, wow. All of a sudden, a couple weeks in a row limiting teams to less than 10 points. 
Uh, once this Monday nighter is uh, underway, at, at the time we're recording, it hasn't. We haven't seen that the Tampa Bay uh, Los Angeles Rams Monday night game, but. Once that's over, the Steelers are likely going to be the lowest point-allowing team across the entire NFL, which is something we thought this team could do, and now they will have that number. It should be. They're only down eight, I believe, to uh, Los Angeles. So if the Rams get eight points put up on them, then the Steelers have that number. They have the best uh, point differential across the entire NFL with 175 points. They're scoring on offense. They're scoring more points per game than they did in the Killer B era. And on defense, they're playing some absolute lights out football. When you just run down the list of names here, like that front seven is so deadly. The, the corners and safeties are getting picks. Heck, Terrell Edmonds seems to have come into his own. Just imagine if Devin Bush was healthy. Like, no one would be able to move the ball on these guys. Teams that were trying to pick on Robert Spillane, but the Steelers quickly adjust and look great. Imagine when Avery, Avery Williamson looks a little more comfortable in this defense to think they're not one of the best teams in football. Again, I just laugh at that statement. It is absolutely re- ridiculous. We're going to get more into this conversation in the second half of our show, so hang tight. We're going to move to some quick commercial breaks. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. We will be with you in a second. back for the second part here of our show hanging out with you talking why i believe the pittsburgh steelers are the best team in the nfl today and really without even looking at the statistical side it, when you when you just really break down look at these teams rosters what's the biggest hole facing the steelers R- really when, when you really look at these teams what are the biggest holes what are the biggest flaws that these teams have the Steelers might not have the best depth at safety. Well, then sh- then you think about it. Okay, well, Sean Davis has starred in this team in the past. Like, that would be less than ideal. But Terrell Edmonds is coming to his own. Minka Fitzpatrick still playing at an all-pro all level. Is that is that a hole? No, not at all. Maybe, maybe you look at linebacker and think, oh, Robert Spillane gets targeted a lot in the pass game. And then behind him, Avery Williamson, that's kind of his weakness is kind of playing the pass. But the Steelers were able to make adjustment a week ago, and that really wasn't a problem either. Both those two guys that I mentioned are huge volume, heavy hitting, tackling type guys too. So they're making impacts in the run game. Maybe you point to the defensive line saying, oh, and we lost Tyson Alualu, then we really struggled against the run. Sure, that is true, but I think the Steelers were able to make some adjustments and were a little bit more successful as uh, they didn't have Tyson Alualu in the lineup. But he's once again healthy, and that hasn't been an issue as of late. Maybe you look at the offensive side of the ball and you think, oh, Ben Roethlisberger, I don't know. He's getting a little older. I, I don't really know what uh, what's going to go on with him, with his elbow, whether or not he can last year. Sure, that might be a valid argument. Like, we don't know what he's gonna, if that elbow is going to be able to withstand a full season and a full playoffs. But so far, the old gunslinger is throwing the ball all over the field. Maybe you might say it's the running backs, but still, like I said in the first part, they're averaging over 100 yards per game. Whether you like it or not, this team is a passing pass-first team without a doubt that is still averaging over 100 rushing yards a game. That really is like, that, that, that's just the cherry on top. That, that's a stat that I, I don't think people really realize. 
when you look across the rest of the NFL at these top teams, they do have some sort of glaring hole. Like when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I don't look at a, a stellar offensive line. I don't look at a look at a stellar defense or cornerback group. No, I, I don't see that at all. I, I see teams with major flaws. The Steelers' biggest flaw is that sometimes they disappear in games. They just don't play as good as they should. But that being said, each and every week, it seems like they play a little bit better for a little bit longer. By the time we hit the playoffs, are they going to be all cylinders ablazing? Like, when you really sit there and think about it, it's like, this team's been getting better by the week. That's their biggest weakness, is that they can disappear at times. But even then, they're averaging over 27 points a game. And the last couple weeks, they haven't even allowed 10 points per game. They're going to face a a really dinged-up, COVID-ravaged Baltimore Ravens team on Thursday night for Thanksgiving. And then they got the Washington football team at the bottom of the NFC East coming to Pittsburgh the week after that. This team, if they can play as well as they should, should legitimately should legitimately be 12-0. They should. There's no excuse not. Heading to Buffalo for Sunday night football. A place where, to be honest, the Steelers have struggled historically. They haven't been amazing in Buffalo. The difference, I think, in that game is that the Steelers were bumped out of the playoffs by the Bills last year. And Ben Roethlisberger's back. It, it, that's going to be, the, I think, the the most likely game that they could possibly lose this year. That's a big-time matchup. And one that I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. But with that in mind, like when you continue to look around these, these top teams in the NFL... Even look at the rest of the AFC. Sure, you got the Indianapolis Colts, who are 7-3. Phillip Rivers, he really doesn't look like he has it sometimes. Sure, they got a great defense. Their receivers don't blow me away. They might have the weakest skill position guys across the entire NFL. And, like, legitimately, like, it's it's strange how... Some, it seems like one guy might have a decent game here and there, but they, they don't have an outstanding group of skill players. When you keep moving along, like we've already played the Tennessee Titans, but they have some glaring holes along their defense. Like they rarely can get anything in in ways of a pass rush. When you keep going along, Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs now. Their quarterback, I don't know if they could lead lead them in anything. Can can they outrush teams if if they don't have a lead? They don't have a lead, and their strength is running the ball. All of a sudden, they're chewing their own clock. If the, if the Steelers are playing the Browns again and are able to score at will like they have been, the Browns, the best they can do is run the clock out. Legitimately, that's the best they can do. They're, they're lethal on the ground, but do uh, you trust Baker Mayfield? Because I sure don't. The rest of the FC playoff field, I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, we're going to learn a lot about them this week. They're on a two-game losing streak, losing three of their last four. When they come to Pittsburgh, they could, they could have lost three games in a row and be two games out of a playoff spot like think about that like that's the that's the state of the Ravens right now the Miami Dolphins uh, they somehow have a quarterback controversy between the old Wiley vet Ryan Fitzpatrick and the next young gun into a tag of Iloa what's going on there like you look you really look at it the Chiefs and the Steelers are on a collision course for the AFC Championship game. I really believe that. Either team would have to have a huge stinker for that not to come to fruition. When we get to Super Bowl time, look at the top teams in the NFC. The Saints The Saints have got some young studs. Michael Thomas, arguably the best receiver in football. Alvin Kamara is a great running back. 
Emmanuel Sanders is, is a solid, crafty veteran player. Drew Brees is, is extremely dinged up, but I, I still think there's holes on that team. They've done a good job rushing the passer. They got some good corners. I'm not necessarily scared of the middle of their field, though. Their linebackers and safety aren't blowing me away. Like I think, I think there's there's places to go with the ball to be successful, especially with a receiving core that has five or six guys. If you include Ray Ray McLeod in there, that that you can target on any given play, and any team's gonna have fits with that. Even the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, old man Brady, he's getting up there in age. Can he withstand a, a full a full season and a postseason? Like we saw a year ago when he was playing for the Patriots, he completely fell off a cliff in that playoff game. They went one and done a year ago. Rob Gronkowski, sure, he's he's looking all right now, but again, he's getting up there and he's battled injuries his whole career. Sure, they got Mr. Third and Fifth over there now, but Antonio Brown really hasn't done a whole heck of a lot now, has he? Their running game is spotty and to really kind of been surprising, like regardless of all the names they have. Take away a Ronald Jones 98-yard run, and do they really have that amazing of a run game? And really, their biggest weakness is their offensive line. They don't have a great offensive line. Like, teams are getting to Brady. And, like, if you can get to him as well as the Steelers can rush the passer, which is one of our team's biggest strengths, there's no way the rest of those skill guys are having big games because that's the way, historically, you beat Tom Brady. You hit him, you get him to the ground, and you do it again and again and again. The Green Bay Packers we've seen, they don't really have a ton of receivers. Sure, they got Aaron Rodgers dropping the ball in the buckets, but it seems like those receivers are coughing up a costly fumble or dropping a big pass each and every week almost. Like, sure, they're still winning games, but there's some major holes there. Jair Alexander is one of the top corners in football, but what do they got going on outside of him in that secondary? It's it's nothing that's really going to blow you away. And again... The Steelers have too many receivers for them to slow down. How many other teams are there in the NFC that you think can legitimately go to the Super Bowl? Because if you pointed to the Seahawks, I'll tell you right now, their defense is terrible. They're, they're, they're not getting to the Super Bowl. There's no way. Uh, sure, they had a, a great game a week ago when Carlos Dunlap turned it on and had a couple sacks, ended the game against the Arizona Cardinals. But still, their, their defense has been ripped apart for most of the season and you can't have a poor defense to make it to the Super Bowl it never happens speaking of the Arizona Cardinals they're missing a ton of pieces too sure they got some big time receivers but do you believe in Kenyon Drake in the backfield do you believe in their offensive line do you think the Steelers are one of the teams that figured out Kyler Murray a year ago when they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger the Steelers absolutely ate Kyler Murray alive uh, and the Cardinals' defense doesn't blow me away. I, I like some of their pass rushers. I, I like some of their players, but I, I don't look at them and say, oh my, that's that team. I don't know how, any, how anyone's going to stop them. No one from the NFC East is going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you already know they're going to be eliminated in the first round. Like, what else is there outside of, outside of the Steelers and, and Kansas City Chiefs, honestly? I think I think that's the matchup of the year. If they don't kill each other in the AFC Championship game, I think whoever comes out of that is likely hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. I don't know if there's any teams that are better. Like honestly, I think the Raiders are one of the more scary teams that are in the playoffs this coming year. Really, like I legitimately think they're going to be one of the more terrifying teams, and that could potentially be a Steelers divisional game. Like the Raiders are finding ways to win games. Thankfully, that game is would have to be played in Pittsburgh. There's no way that the Steelers are going to able uh, are going to 
fall in the standings to the point where they could be surpassed by the Raiders. Basically, that world would mean the Cleveland Browns somehow pass the Steelers in the standings, which would be a colossal collapse because the Steelers, when you look at their remaining games, uh, you could almost check off wins against the Washington football team at home. And the Cincinnati Bengals without Joe Burrow, they barely had anything without Joe Burrow, or, or with Joe Burrow, rather. Now they don't have him. That, that's a brutal injury, by the way. I, I hope he gets better, but when you look at it, there's there's a super simple path for the Steelers to at, at least get to 13-3, and and at that point, the Browns wouldn't be able to catch them. I, I know the Browns have only three losses with them this season, but they got to play the Ravens again, and then... Worst comes to worse. Steelers are going to Cleveland week 17. It would be a colossal collapse, in my opinion. That would mean the Steelers lose this week to the Ravens, a game I really think they should win. They'd probably have to lose to the Bills and then lose to the Colts at home, who, honestly, the Steelers have taken care of business against the Colts, especially at home the last decade. How many teams, you point to any team across the NFL right now that that you'd say so much better than the Steelers, like you're going to pick them 10 times out of 10. I bet you if the Chiefs and the Steelers right now played 10 times this year, at, at least, I, I say the Steelers are at least winning five of those matchups, if not more. I, I just think the Steelers' defense is too good. I, I think the Steelers' defense matches up better. Like, all they have to do, in my opinion, is find a way to stop Travis Kelsey. And if that's Tr- Terrell Edmonds, who's been a beast this year, and he's kind of been like a, an eraser that you put Terrell Edmonds on anyone in 2020, and he's taken them out of the game. He's been that good. If he could do that, I don't even know if I don't, I don't know if there's one player in football that could do that to Travis Kelsey. But still, if Travis Kelsey could be limited to less than 100 yards, really, I think that's what it would boil down to. Travis Kelsey having a big game to knock off the Steelers, and sure, he could do that anytime he he gets on the field. He's that good. But the Steelers defense, if they're able to get to Patrick Mahomes, and they can't. They don't have enough time to get Kelsey the ball. Look out. So when after the the dust is settled against the Baltimore Ravens on Thanksgiving, win or lose, the Steelers, the Steelers are going to continue to be attacked, narrative-wise. Opposing fans aren't going to believe in this team. National media is just going to be like, oh, they haven't played anyone yet. Sure, they beat the Ravens twice, whatever. They beat the Ravens twice, but oh, they needed the refs in the first game, even though there were some pretty iffy calls against the Steelers in that game. That was a brutal one. And then they're going to say, oh, the second game, they needed Corona beat the Ravens at home on a, on a short week. I just think that is absolutely ridiculous. Don't don't buy into that. These Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the best teams, if not the best team. And that's what I've been arguing this entire time. They, they are, at this point in the year, the best team in the NFL. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm taking the Steelers against anyone this year. It's going to be funny because when we get to the end of the season and we look back at Mike's predictions for the entire season for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I will have picked them to win every single game. Uh, unless something freaky were to happen and there's a bunch of injuries, Lord, hear my prayer that that doesn't happen. I- I'm picking the Steelers every single week. AFC Championship, Super Bowl, I-, I am picking them without a doubt, without question. Don't listen to these other people that are are trying to tell you otherwise. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the best team in the NFL in 2020, right now, and going forward. That was your latest edition of the Live Mic. Thank you for so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys next week for another episode of this. Hanging out with y'all. 
we will get back to back to this with you guys. Uh, excited for that next one. Excited for the the hangover of the Thursday night game. That's going to be a, an interesting one to say the least. The Steelers can move to eleven and zero. Look out because all of a sudden there's there starts to be clinching scenarios for the AFC North. And then once you get that, there starts to be clinching scenarios for a bye week. And that's really all you can hope for uh, when it comes to NFL regular season is to put yourself in a position where you don't have to play the first week of the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting one. Once again, thanks again for tuning in to the live mic. We will catch you guys in the next one. Make sure you're clicking over on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for great analysts and uh, recap from our website. And make sure you're listening to the BTSC family podcast for more great Steelers content. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. You have been listening to Live Mike from Behind the Steel Curtain. We will see you guys in the next one. Have a good one, guys. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.